1: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
2: Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third is CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Join today, as always, with my colleague and co-host Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's episode, we're going to chat about the United States Women's National Team October friendlies roster drop. We're going to give you some of our reactions. We're going to chat a little bit about what came out of that press conference with uh, head coach Flacco Andonofsky and more. But before we do all that, we want to uh, welcome you all in and remind you to watch all of our Attacking Third episodes, previews, recaps, interviews, and more on YouTube, please subscribe to our page to get notified whenever we go live at youtube.com slash attacking third. It dropped. Lisa, it's here. We we went live earlier this morning. We had an episode that focused mm-hmm. primarily on the NWSL You know, all of the scenarios that are in play uh, for for the league this weekend on their final match day. And we knew that the roster was going to be dropped later today. So we said, let's go live in the morning with NWSL so we can come back in the afternoon and chat all things United States women's soccer. Should we just like rattle off these names? Should we just inform the folks who should uh, who's a part of this roster? I think we should, because we knew this roster drop was coming. Um,
0: They always give us a little sneak peek about 24 hours before. We had Blacko Media Availability that um, you were able to join. I was able to read a lot about. So we've got plenty to talk about. We've got names, though. We've got a roster, goalkeepers to forward, some new names
2: in there, some names missing,
0: plenty to talk about. But, yeah, let's just run through them to
2: start. Let's start with the goalkeepers here. We've got three listed at the position. Aubrey Kingsbury making her way back into the mix. Casey Murphy and Alyssa Nair is the trio for the goalkeepers heading into uh, Europe to face England and Spain. Defenders listed with seven. Alana Cook, Crystal Dunn, Emily Fox, Naomi Girma, Sofia Huerta, Haley Mace, Becky Sauerbrunn running out the back line there. Midfielders, largest uh, position that is filled at the moment with eight. Sam Coffey, Savannah DeMello, Lindsay Horan, Taylor Korniak, Rose Lavelle, Christy Mewis, Ashley Sanchez, and Andy Sullivan. And for forwards, we've got six players rounding out the core with Ashley Hatch, Mallory Pugh, Megan Rapino, Trinity Rodman, Sophia Smith, and Alyssa thompson 24 player roster. It's going to be narrowed down to 23 for the uh, game day availabilities. And um, I don't know. Let's just start with first thoughts, first reactions when you saw, saw the name um,
0: I Honestly, I was a little surprised there was 24. I like that, though. But, like, if you're going to call people in for training camp, let's get, like, 26, 27 in there. But um, <laughs> besides the point, I'm not part of the coaching staff, so I can't make those decisions by any means. Um, yeah, I mean – I think happy to see that Crystal Dunn is listed as a player that can compete in games. She got three caps this month with Portland Thorns and now um, the last camp in. August for U.S. Women's National Team. Dunn was named as a training player, so she was at camp. She trained, but there was no possibility of her competing in the matches. Now she's on this roster. She can compete. Um, I'm thinking we'll see minutes from her, right? Get her right back into the mix. Get her going right away, and that's really positive to see. Um, I think Alyssa Thompson, as you mentioned, for those that don't know that name, she – 17 years old. She's a senior in high school. She's been in the youth U S program for years. She was just at the U 20 world cup, uh, plays alongside Olivia Moultrie for people that might know that name. And this is our first senior team call-up. We're going to talk about her a little bit more, but that was also a name that stood out to me. Um, And then, of course, no Alex Morgan being on this list, um, and we will talk about that as well. But those are initial gut reactions when I saw this. Otherwise, like it's kind of the same old group of players that we saw. A couple names in and out here and there. It's good to see Sam Coffey and Savannah DeMello, two NWSL rookies on this roster. Um, DeMello Mello uh, still looking for her first cap along with Thompson, the only two uncapped players that are on this roster. Um, but yeah, those are, I guess, the, the top bullet points, three, four, that stood out to me. Sandra, what about you when you saw this list? Um, anything like jump out to you in terms of like players or positions or who was or wasn't there?
2: Um, Maybe not so much who wasn't there. I mean, what we've seen out of the CONCACAF W Championship Uh, from July is that the collection of players that were there, participated uh, within that tournament are mainly the players that we're seeing close out this uh, calendar year for the United States women's national team with the additions of some newer faces and a couple other players, um, in light of some injuries. Right. So we, we have seen the, the current uh, you know, sort of temporary departure of a player like Emily Sonnet or somebody like Kelly O'Hara. Uh, they were absent for, for the friendlies that um, uh, took place against uh, Nigeria. They, they have lingering injuries. They were shut down also for the spirit as well. Um, so they have been, been absent. And uh, we saw, uh, you know, Alyssa Thompson get called in here in light of Alex Morgan having, uh, you know, and an carrying a knee injury or a knock to the mm-hmm. knee. We'll just uh, refer to that. Uh, so I, I was looking for maybe a couple of of new names, but i um, we got literally one. I, I don't know at this point if I would consider yeah. um, somebody like a Haley Mace or a Savannah Demello as like a new name for this roster because they were called up for those same players that I just mentioned um, to sort of round out and flesh out this, the, uh, the 23 player roster. So 24 players for this one, 23, who will be available between um, the two games. But I'm, I'm excited for, um, to see a name like uh, Alyssa Thompson on, on this list. I, I think it still sort of shows that the pool is, you know, ever expanding that the, the bubble of players is is pretty large compared to probably some, some programs uh, across across the world, but, um, you know, a player who is coming off of, you know, participating in, in, in that youth world cup, like you just, just mentioned and, um, has a lot of, uh, hype around them. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a player that find themselves <laughs> making the decision as some other young players before her has made, you know, possibly, yeah. um, checking, weighing their options, you know, in terms of uh, the potential and possibly going uh, pro that, that is, um, how, how much uh, Alyssa Thompson is sort of, of standing out in, in some of these uh, youth programs. Right. So, uh, you know, Gatorade player of the year, I believe she's already signed to Nike, you know, so yes, there's there's yes. a number of things that are already, you know, have already been in the works uh, for this particular player. And I would imagine, you know, this isn't just some small opportunity, you know, the, so much has been made about these friendlies coming up for this United States women's national team senior program that the fact that they're a traveling overseas, they're going to yeah. Europe, right? They're going to England. They're going to be, um, you know, posted up against, uh, you know, the lionesses, but also 90,000 people in Wembley. Uh, And then just in front of them, there's, um, you know, the potential to, to play uh Spain and their side and, and go up against their program as well. So this is not, you know, this isn't some little teams or anything like that. These aren't some, some unknown programs, you know, these are, uh, top 10 ranked teams that, that, that the. United States are going to try to close out their their calendar year against and then the horizon. It's Germany, right? We talked about that as well. So um, in these press conferences, we'll we'll get more into that as well. I mean, Alyssa Thompson was this player that was yeah. uh, people were kind of circling because they're just like, hey, this is actually a new name uh, coming into into the fold as you're going up against you know uh, three very uh, successful. Uh, uh, program national team programs right now. So I, that included myself. I was also like yeah. very, very hyped um to see that as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, Alyssa Thompson is a player. I know people in our chat are, are asking like, who is she? How, how do we know her? Some people recognize her name. Um, She's been in the U.S. youth programs, as we touched on. She was just in the U.S. um, U-20 World Cup in Costa Rica in August. She had a goal and an assist throughout that tournament. Um, The U.S. actually didn't make it out of the group stage, so not the best Mm -hmm. as a team tournament uh, for the U.S., but um, she's incredibly young. She's a senior in high school, 17 years old. Um, she has eight u twenty caps and four goals. Um, so she is eligible for the u twenty FIFA World cup, um, the women's World Cup coming in twenty twenty four. But the fact that she's on this roster is is huge, because if she can start getting training camp alongside other forwards like Sophia Smith, Mallory Pugh, I mean, Trinity Rodman is here. And and the fact that that is the group of forwards, along with Megan Rapinoe, who's going to bring that veteran mindset and leadership to this group, when you look at. Someone like Mallory Pugh, who got called into this camp at at 16 years old, and then Sophia Smith, who was one of the youngest to ever be called in, also at 16 years old and was called up in 2017. It's the off-field mentality, how you conduct yourself at this type of level that players um, like Rodman, Smith, Pugh can help. Thompson with so I think like bringing Thompson in at this point with all of those other players that were in her shoes just a few years ago is really really crucial for her um I mean it, a Thompson is a player that's in MLS next she plays on a, an academy boys team with MLS next and I read an article um, during the the U-20 World Cup that she had done about um how when she plays with the boys she actually likes it so much better because they're they're bigger than her. They're stronger than her. They're much faster than her. And she has to rely on other aspects of her game to compete with them. And she does because she is on a U-17 Academy boys team in MLS next. And now getting this call up, I really – I think it's huge for, for her, for the youth program. Um, and I, it, I think it's also a little glimpse into what Black is looking at and looking for – in players, because on this roster, there's no Alex Morgan, there's no Margaret yeah. Purse. Um, there, there's a number of other injuries that players are dealing with that have left them off. Katarina Macario, Kristen Press. So it opens up a little bit um, for plenty of different players, whether they're in the NWSL in other leagues. But if you're in the youth program, you've got eyes on you, and oh, yeah. and, and now it's an opportunity for Thompson.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I I think you know even with the um, the finish that that you that the U-20 team had, um, it was a tough group also that they were in. Like, that's, let's call it like what it was. It wasn't, uh, uh, you know, and it, I guess you would maybe refer to it, you could have referred to it as, as a bit of a, of a group of death. I don't know if they actually use those terminologies within the youth systems, but I'm going to use it and bring it in and try to um, attach it to that to sort of like make note of that for folks uh, maybe looking at at her inclusion in this roster and saying like, well, oh, like you're part of a team that maybe didn't necessarily make it to very far within those type of, of world cups. But I, I would imagine that her inclusion in this one is to sort of, um, you know, see if, you know, she has what she can bring into these trainings at the senior level uh, of these camps, because she's, we're talking again, very, very young player, high school player, um, you know, hasn't, her sister Giselle also is like, you know, a a player that's coming up in the youth programs as well. So these are the, the Thompson sisters right there. These are names that we're probably going to hear for, for quite uh, some time. And, um, I don't know if I would say that I was necessarily shocked uh, to to see her inclusion on this roster, but maybe a little bit surprised. I I didn't necessarily oh, yeah. anticipate um, that a player, uh, you know, she would be included in, in a roster like this, you know, like this one, heading over uh, to to Europe. So it's going to be probably a very very good experience for uh, a player of a uh, of her caliber, and, and we'll see if if she's um, you know selected amongst any of these matches that come up against either England and or Spain. But um I think with looking at the the players that are making their return and perhaps the the new face that's in the crowd, I think the other thing that, that folks sort of take a look at whenever these rosters drop is is the omissions, right? Like who's who's missing okay. and we touched a little bit on how Alex Morgan um isn't being uh, included in, in in this roster uh referred to in the press release initially as, as a knee injury that she's uh, dealing with, but sounds like when asked about it in the press conference, and Danowski alluded um, to it also as something maybe a bit more precautionary, not something that they want to um, aggravate further, perhaps with heavier uh, match loads on it. So um, unknown, right? I guess we'll find out for sure. But, mm-hmm. um, how tough that knee injury is with, with San Diego Wave having a match uh, tomorrow on Friday against uh, North Carolina Courage. Uh, I had mentioned specifically within the press conference when, when asked about it, if if the game that they were going up against England against was perhaps a World Cup final, then she'd yeah. absolutely play. But this is not the scenario. Um, so the decision was made, um, you know, for her to, to not participate in this one. Um, and, you know, mentioned, you know, players like Emily Sanna and Kelly O'Hara are not, you know, a part, a part of this roster as they weren't part of the rosters uh, in September either. But um, uh, an interesting note that uh, Margaret Purse was not amongst yeah. the, uh, the, the four core for, for this match. And This is a player um, that has largely spent time with the national team throughout the duration of 2022 was a part of that uh, CONCACAFW championship squad that qualified for the World Cup, that qualified for the Olympics, that qualified for the Gold uh, gold Cup, um, and won the whole darn thing, right, in oh, wow. July. And uh, while she was a part of those September friendlies, uh, is not a part of these uh, uh, this international window to head over to Europe.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think purse is definitely a player that's missing for... Uh, not not a reason, right? Like Alex Morgan is is dealing with a bit of an injury. It's really good to hear that it's not as serious as it could be considering, um, as you mentioned, he said, if it's a World Cup final, she's playing in it. So um, it looks to be okay at this point. She's also with San Diego heading into a playoff push. Will she play this weekend? I think that's also a big indicator, but I don't think it means that Morgan is out of contention for this U.S. soccer team by any means. Um, but yeah, I mean, Purse, kind of without uh, injury to her, she's been playing consistently for Gotham, and her not being listed on to this roster might be a bit of a shock to some people, but I'm not all that shocked. I, I really haven't been impressed with what Purse is giving me week in and week out with Gotham, and, and Gotham's been struggling. There's no doubt about that. They've picked up consecutive losses that have broken a record in the nwsl it's not a positive thing to see but as a player that wants to compete internationally for the united states you have to be um, a game changer at, at your club level and and i think christy Mewis is someone that's on the verge of having those games of not always fantastic but she still provides those sparks of intense um fantastic soccer. And so she's on this roster. And, and as Lako Anonofsky said, a dip in performance for Margaret Purse. Uh, she's got three goals on the year for Gotham and she hasn't scored a goal since the end of July. So yeah, a bit of a dip for her, I would say. As a forward, you look at those stats. Are you scoring goals? Are you creating chances? Are you getting touches into the box? Yeah. Are you being a catalyst for your team? And are you causing chaos for your opponents? And perhaps that hasn't been at 100% for Margaret Purse. And that's why she's not called in. Doesn't mean she won't be back though. Uh
2: is that a pun? Because I love uh <laughs> puns. But um no, I, I hear you on 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 all the points that you're making. I think you know it's just one of those, I think it's just one of those um absences that you take note of and you sort of mm-hmm. also try to to line up the the circumstances that are involved mm-hmm. in it, right? So like hearing Vlaco kind of speak about it in in the press conference and alluded to the fact that, hey, like her her form is, is taking a dip and then kind of connecting those dots a little bit to, um, you know, club play a little bit. You know, her performance with with Gotham over, you know, the, the last two, two, maybe is a little bit different compared to 2021 and 2022. Um, but her her club play is 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 what. You know, essentially got Proctor her. And. You know, more yes. call, uh, more call ups yes. into, um, you know, Andonovski's uh, uh program here. So, I'm curious. You know, you start sort of looking at the, the what's left in, in the calendar year. Um, it's it's the final match weekend of uh, of NWSL, um, and Gotham has. Absolutely struggled this year. Right. So it's it's kind of like, where is the opportunity to to improve one's form or to show one's form or, or improvement within those, those areas or within the position specifically? Because the, one of the things that happened during Adonofsky's time and purse being one of these players that has been called in under his tenure as head coach, is he absolutely made made the switch for Purse, uh, initially being called in as as a defender as, as an yeah. outside back and under his time she has been pushed higher up the pitch which I know many uh, of us out there were were excited about uh, but uh, these these current forms with someone like Sophia Smith or um, Mal Pugh, right? He mentioned Alex Morgan, obviously. Uh, and just sort of saying like this, this isn't, you know, a time to to maybe sort of have her included in this particular roster going overseas, but it's just like the, the timing of everything. And you're just kind of like, I'm wondering again, where that opportunity is going to come for somebody like, like purse to go ahead and, and get back um, uh, on track, you know, and, and she's been pretty honest and open in, in some uh, Gotham FC. The, um media availabilities you know talking about see the tough season that they've been having you know um with the club and everything and just trying to kind of get back to, to to brass tactics and and fundamentals so um I'm eager to see um how she you know performs over this last weekend I don't know what that's going to mean for the remainder of the games and the national team for for the calendar year I have to imagine that if she's not getting called up into uh these European friendlies that perhaps that's not going to be the case yeah. against the friendlies against Germany as well so I'm wondering when you know might be the next time that we do get to see a person involved in these camps, will it be in a January camp or something like She Believes Cup, uh, et etc.? Et so I'm um, uh, curious to say the least, right? But it's always something that people are going to to take a look at and, 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 uh, and wonder about uh, for sure.
3: Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half, Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
2: But uh, something else that I wanted to maybe point out with, with this roster Kind of talked about it a little bit positionally, but uh, the midfielders uh, is is the is the position that that's filled with the largest amount of players. There are eight listed here across the midfielders. Lisa, is there anyone in here that you're kind of looking at and saying like you want to see maybe a little bit more from against these next uh, uh, programs in particular?
0: Um, I, I'm going to call out a player, not because we haven't seen enough from them, but I think I want the opportunity given to Sam coffee to play in, in these types of situations. Um, this is a big pair of friendlies coming up. I mean, the first one against England at Wembley, the biggest crowd that the U S will ever play in front of for friendly. And it, Of course, I think we're going to see Rose Lavelle and see her and Andy Sullivan get starts. But um, I want to see players get time. And Sam Coffey is one of them that's been called in and has done tremendously for Portland Thorns. Um, uh, He's the player that Vlako Anonofsky said, hey, this could be an MVP candidate uh, for the year. So uh, prove it. Like, let's let's see what she can do against. European champions, England. Um, let's see that. Uh, Ashley Sanchez too. I want to see consistent minutes from her. Savannah DeMello comes into this camp without a cap. Um, I, I Honestly, I don't know if she'll get one to be, to be completely frank. When you look at the depth of this midfield group, I just don't know if DeMello will get a cap, um, mm-hmm. but I think it changes things. Also Taylor Corniak being in there. We saw the combination play between Corniak and Alex Morgan, how they combined so well with San Diego. Um, We saw them do it during the CONCACAF W Championship. Now with Alex Morgan gone, does that change Corniak's role a little bit? Not so sure about that. I think we'll see how it unfolds. But Sam Coffey and Ashley Sanchez are players that I would love to get consistent minutes against England, against Mm -hmm. Spain, if that game is played to kind of develop them um, and their depth at the international level.
2: Yeah, no, I feel you on that. I think, um, you know, if there's opportunity for some of those younger players to continue to get looks by this coaching staff against mm-hmm. these, these specific teams in in England and or Spain, you know, I, if there is room to, to see somebody like a Ashley Sanchez and what a she could bring uh, against oppositions. I mean, we've seen, you know, there's, a, there's world, there's literal world cup highlights of Rose Lavelle and, and Lindsay her against um Against these teams. So I'm curious. uh, I'm with you. Like, is, is there, is there a room or be time for somebody like a Sam coffee to, to, you know, get, get minutes against either of these teams or somebody like, um, in Ashley Sanchez uh, as well, and, and not listed as a forward, but I'm, I'm absolutely keeping the, a similar, uh, you know, eye on Trinity Rodman in, in that category. Yeah, like, are there, is there going to be uh room or opportunity for these types of players uh, to, to get these, like what would be ultimately very significant minutes? I, I think, um, there's been that, that storyline around this particular 23 to 26 players that we've seen kind of called into camps over even if we just narrow it down over the last, you know, uh, four months, you know, let's say since June, um, you know, for them to get the opportunity. Uh, in front of it so like players like like guirma you know players like sofia huerta or or emily fox and um like i'm saying like with, with sanchez or somebody like a Rodman, like uh, what minutes are we going to see from them and and how and how much like are they going to be given the opportunity to start a game or are these like players that you want to come in and sort of be like the game changers you know and sort of see like how they yeah. can um how they can react to a, a certain game situation or scenarios uh, off of the bench. Right. So I'm curious about that uh, for sure. I, I think uh, uh, within just sort of touching on some of those defenders, you know, mentioning now. Like you also mentioned DeMello within um, the midfielders. But I mean, Haley Mace making a return to this yes. roster as well among the the, the defenders here.
0: Yeah, I think Haley Mace is one that I kind of um, highlighted and looked at as well as like Taylor Corniak. I know when Corniak got called in for the Concaf W championship, it was a little bit like, oh, okay. Like, let's see what she can do. And I think she's done well. She's made it back onto this. Haley Mace, another player that um, got called up most recently in August for those, the pair of friendlies there. And she's got five appearances to her name, three in 2018, two in August. And I think Vlako Anonofsky, um, Uh, likes what he sees from her in in her club play and how can you not with Kansas City Mace has done a tremendous job um uh, ending uh, this season with really like playoff contention they're fighting for the shield like this is I think it's a great call up uh to bring Haley Mace into this um I mean, before we, we, we pivot a little bit, I just want to jump on something else too. like a a number of other players that maybe aren't on this list. Obviously we talked about Alex Morgan and Margaret purse, but Kelly O'Hara dealing with those hip injuries. So that's why she's not on here. She hasn't been playing for Washington spirit. Um, a number of, uh, players dealing with like season long and injuries. So that's Tierna Davidson and Katerina Macario, Kristen Press, Tobin Heath is lumped in there. Um, I'm probably forgetting some. Julie Ertz is on maternity leave. Um, Katerina Macario
2: is making her way back from an ACL. Yes. Um, Katerina
0: Macario. um, Emily Sonnet is, is not on this list. She's not playing with Washington spirit. She's got a SEI injury on her foot. Yeah. Abby Dahlkemper Kemper also not called into this yeah. camp. She's been dealing with injuries, but she's getting more and more time and more minutes with San Diego wave FC, but not called into this camp. Um, I'm not too surprised about it though. Like there's, there's a lot of other strong central defenders um, and, and uh, defenders all around this roster that can fill in.
2: Yeah, I, I am. I think it's going to be. A, there's going to be a certain level of um, excitement to sort of you know take in these final matches in 2022, whether they're the ones against England or Spain, or the pair of friendlies that will take place against um, Germany to close out the year in in November. Um, and I think looking at these matches down the stretch of the calendar and looking ahead to 2023 this this might be the final like window of time yeah. to make an impression on the coaching staff for 2023 because i would imagine come 2023 so many of the players that that you've listed including samuels Sam williams, williams. Yeah. you know within those like these are players that could possibly make returns and it, you know for for that those final months of preparation in 2023 you know those those january camps that come in 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 early uh 2023 you know rolling into um you know she believes cup or any possible uh april windows right uh to be able to sort of finalize um those uh, those world cup rosters which usually come you know in 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 late may and or june ahead of um ahead of the summer world cup. So, um, I am, I am curious about it, you know, within the, within the press conference, um, was, was asked about that in uh, in terms of these games in front of him, like how much of it is going to be like, you know, you want to really go out there and and, and grab these wins versus like still continuing some sort of evaluation, even if it is amongst players Mm -hmm. who have already had some time uh together and uh, of course you're not going to be the coach of the number one ranked team in the world and not allude to the fact that like of course you're going to try to win the game but he did mention that there isn't necessarily a huge emphasis on going out there against England and or Spain and making sure that you're getting these like outrageous uh sort of 90 minute you know, plus games, types of of performances and wins that he really does want to, uh, you know, the coaching staff to present certain challenges to the team and see how certain uh, individuals or collections of individuals respond to those challenges going up against these particular uh, oppositions. So, I mean, I think it's a great point you make
0: about the these players that are being called in right now need to make incredible impressions based on the talent of the players that are currently injured and and will be back in yeah. just a few months' time. I mean, it, when you look at, like, the defenders, Crystal Dunn is already back in this list, which takes okay. up another spot. And and when you look at players like Tierna Davidson that are coming back in, um, like, that's another spot that I, I think it really – it's. It's intense right now for these players that are getting their first call-ups, their second call-ups. When you, We just mentioned them. Players like Taylor Corniak in the midfield, Haley Mason in the back line, Alyssa Thompson up front. There's, there's a lot of question marks come before the World Cup that still need to be answered based on players' availability.
2: Yeah, I think it'll depend on you know certain players and, and, and their love and their level of, of fitness and, and where they are and their timeline of things. I mean, shout out yeah. to uh Snacks podcast, right? The the, the show hosted by uh Sam Hughes and Lynn Williams. They're two two players that we've had on Attacking Third Man. quite often and um love their love their show, big fans of their show as as they're fans of ours to so come on here and always speak with us. But um, you know, mules, you know, basically speaking on and thanking everybody for well wishes, um and mentioning that when she is ready she will be making a more extensive you know comment on, on on her injury that has sort of kept her out um this year so i i would imagine that there's still news to come for a number of these players who are dealing with this sort of you know more longer term type of injuries um that have kept them out of 2022 as 2023 kind of rears its head um but but i would i would imagine that some of these players and probably maybe younger and less experienced players on this roster at the moment Um, You know, might be paving, you know, making way for for players who perhaps might be towards the end of their of their rehab uh, rehab from their injuries in a certain timeline of their fitness, Mm -hmm. and you know, reintegrating some of these players that we have seen out, you know, whether like, for example, if it is somebody like like a Turner Davidson or a Katarina Macario. But someone who's already, like you mentioned, making that transition, we touched very briefly on Crystal Dunn, but we definitely want to chat about her at length with reason because she's making her return to this U.S. Women's National Team roster as a full roster participant. So uh, there were headlines around Crystal Dunn's participation In the previous camp in September around those friendlies against Nigeria, but she had only been called up as a training player to participate alongside uh, her fellow teammates in preparations for those September friendlies against Nigeria. But now she is officially named for the October window and available, will be available for selection come these match days against England and Spain. Look, I'm thrilled to see it. Uh, we are huge, uh, you know, Crystal Dunn fans on the show. Uh, we miss seeing her on the pitch and, um, her comeback has been extraordinary quite, quite frankly, having, having baby Marcel in, in, in mid May and now like, you know, bringing it on and turning it on in in the final uh, uh, months of, of the year to sort of get back to, to playing. And, and we, we, Maybe it was something about September. Right. So we saw Mm -hmm. Crystal Dunn um, get called into these uh, September training camps, participated a bit, has been constantly has been a constant, constant presence with with Portland Thorns throughout this club season uh, during her her pregnancy and post pregnancy as well. And um, we, we've seen her make three appearances uh, yeah. around 20 minutes or so, right? She's building slowly and slowly back. So I'm not too sure how many oh minutes we might see from Crystal Dunn, if any, quite frankly, uh, going into these games. But the fact I, that think, she's we'll available, see. I think we'll see her. She'll get well, I mean, listen, I was in this press conference and I asked Adonofsky specifically about Crystal Dunn. I said, I'm going to get in this in this media room and, um, you know, virtually and and ask him specifically uh, about uh, Dunn. She is listed as a defender uh, once more for for these friendlies. But um, listen, I think Crystal Dunn is, is one of the most versatile players on this team uh you know and in soccer across the globe quite yeah. frankly and yeah. someone who has spent the like all of her not just the majority but all of her NWSL club career playing higher up the pitch whether that was specifically been in, in the front line or um you know within midfields uh, midfields uh, across uh, of portland and in north carolina as well so um she's someone who has uh been a part of this national team program for quite some time and has mostly uh, seen a certain level of success at that full pack position. I mean, it was where she won the world cup right with this United Mm -hmm. States women's national team. And, you know, being asked about her uh, position on it, you know, Blacko just gave a very, you know, (laughs) very head coach type of answer and just sort of saying, yeah, she's listed as a defender. We primarily view her as a defender, but that's not to you know close the door on the fact that we breaking our her. hearts. Yeah, <laughs> so that's not to close the door on the fact that you know we could see her uh, utilized in other positions. Again, I, I believe it when I'll see it. I guess it's one of those kind yeah. of things, right? But uh, I'm not. I mean, gonna, I, I'm not going to act like I'm not thrilled to see Crystal Dunn available for selection on this roster. I am. Exactly. I mean,
0: I think most everyone is thrilled to see her back on this roster. Um, You alluded to it. If she'll get minutes, I think she'll get minutes. She wouldn't be on a training roster a month ago um, and now be on the real roster if she wasn't going to get minutes. Um, I I think she will. We'll see her out there. I would love to see kind of how she slots into that back line with with Emily Fox there um, and the center backs between. Cook, Gurma Sauerbrunn, like kind of what the rotation is between that back line and how it plays out because, as you mentioned, Vlaco said he wants her in the back and, and she is incredibly strong there, um, especially for this United States team because she can um, be that leader and control the ball and, and slow the pace of play while also um, getting up and down the flanks and contributing into the attacking part of the game for the United States. So if we see her, It'll probably be in the back line, but he didn't totally close the door on higher up the pitch. We, we got to see. We got to see. Come on, Emily Fox. Battle out for that position. Force done elsewhere.
2: I trust my eyeballs. And when <laughs> I see Crystal Dunn playing higher – for the U.S. Women's National Team, that is, uh, that's when I'll I'll, I'll believe it and I'll celebrate. Yeah, we'll it have a cheers I will on celebrate the frankly, Yeah, we'll we'll celebrate. No, it's something to think about. I mean, look, they called in Alyssa Th- uh, uh, Thomas, and and that that's cool. Um, I'm very very excited for for that. But um, if you're uh, if the idea is to get different looks in, in that attacking core, um, with the uh, additions and the rise and current performances, and somebody like an Emily fox or somebody like a sofia Huerta, why wouldn't you humor crystal dunn yeah. in those areas right so again we'll see it we'll see it uh when it happens and that's when i'll believe it uh but uh looking forward to to covering these matches we'll have more to say about them closer to their match days i'm sure we'll be doing previews for both of these games where everybody can um, tune in and take a look at as well In the meantime, make sure you all tune in to NWSL Action kicking off this weekend. You can catch so many games on Paramount+. Plus. We're going to get some real, real big decisions happening this weekend. The Shields on the line, first place and second place are on the line. We'll make sure that we'll have uh, you all updated as usual.
0: Check out our preview um, that's already out there about we this. Literally, we literally
2: just did the preview this morning. So if you missed that, if you're joining us this afternoon, you can go back and check the uh, the preview for all the NWSL matches that we did uh, earlier this morning. And uh, make sure you tune in to the United States women's national team on their European friendlies. They will be facing off against England at Wembley Stadium in London on October 7th, and then they will move on to Spain where they will uh, play on October 11th at El Salar Stadium in Pamplona. So with that... Thank you all so much for listening to Attacking Third, joining us multiple times today on these episodes. Make sure you download, follow, and listen to us anywhere you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, Subscribe to us on YouTube to know whenever we go live. The playoff race will conclude this weekend with final matches in the regular season, so tune in on Paramount Plus all weekend. Make sure you check out the weekend preview as well. We'll be back on Monday to recap all of the shenanigans from the weekend Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman. this was a
1: technical. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better